Welcome to Socially Sporty, a podcast for an inside look into the social media impact on first-year college students. Each episode, we will have a guest speaker to talk about their impact with social media. I'm your host, Brittany Gowen. Welcome to episode two of Socially Sporty. Today in the studio with me, I have Davis Barlow, a senior sports communications major. Davis, how are you? I'm doing good, Brittany. Thanks for having me. So Davis works with our SID department here at Piedmont College. So Davis, talk to me a little bit about what you do for our SID department and how it's impacted you. Sure. So I work for Danielle Percival, who is currently the SID for the Piedmont College Communications, Athletic Communications Office uh, at Piedmont College. It's been a super busy semester, again, with no fall sports playing in the fall, and they've all moved to the spring. We've really been trying to balance two different sports seasons into one. Let me start off by saying Danielle runs one of the best sports information offices in all of D3, and quite frankly, I believe in all of the country. She's a fantastic boss to work with, and we do a lot of different work really based on how heavy the workload is for the week. Yeah, I mean, exactly with what you said about Danielle being an awesome boss, she has really just handled this crazy season we're having right now with all sports playing at once. She's handled it amazingly, and even you being a part of the staff, all of you helping her out, it's been awesome to see everyone come together and just get the work done. Yeah, and Danielle comes with a very great background pedigree. Again, went to Troy, worked at ESPN, really known throughout the SID community. She's really someone you have to respect, you have to look up to. She's a very chill boss. It's been a pleasure to work with her, but you also know when you show up to work that you have to do your job professionally to the best of your standards, and she holds the entire department, her own staff and the student workers, to a very high standard. Yeah, because, I mean, if you mess up, it's going to look bad not only on you but on her, and that's a part of Piedmont College. So I know you say that you've been working with her and stuff. What exactly has been your role or roles that you've had working with her? So for the past three years, I've handled mainly broadcast. I'm a senior graduating in the spring of 2021. Uh, My sophomore year, I handled broadcast i really learned how to do broadcast with some of the guys before me such as nate royce uh joseph garwood who is on her staff did broadcast back then i also learned some of the behind the scenes stuff that you really don't see or don't know about like such as statistics at the table for basketball and the system that they use to input them that automatically generates box score post game reports stuff like that so my sophomore year was mainly learning uh last year junior year I moved into more of a broadcast role full-time. I kind of split it with Nate Royce, who, again, is a fantastic broadcaster, going on to do great things. And then this year, I've handled uh, the head broadcast. We're working on training some other people to pick up where I leave off and where some of the other seniors leave off. I've done social media for her as well, managing the social media live during games, which has been quite a great experience. And really, I'll fill in anywhere she needs me to. I've moved to PA for baseball, music for baseball, uh, stats, Anything that she needs done is really where I fill in. That's awesome. So say that you've been doing more of the broadcasting type of stuff. What kind of announcing and everything have you been doing? And have you really been enjoying it? Because, I mean, everyone talking about the basketball games and everything. Everyone talks about hearing you and Brett. And Brett was actually on episode one with me here on Socially Sporty. And just y'all's impact through the broadcasting has been awesome for our community. Yeah, so again, I really handle everything broadcast. I do every sport here at Piedmont College, minus men's lacrosse. Uh, We do our best to do, 
you know, I want to say, yeah, we do our best to do our best. Again, we realize, especially now, it's different now because we know that fans can't attend in the way that they want to. And in the years past, the broadcast numbers have been down. You know, maybe we get 40, 50 people who couldn't make it to the game, you know, grandparents, uh, families that are further away. But really, especially at the beginning of this year when Piedmont didn't allow any fans, our broadcasts were anywhere from 150 to 500 people. The opening baseball broadcast that Brett did was uh, 2.2 thousand people due to a shout out to D3 Baseball. And I mean, you've got over 2,000 people joining this game and you're looking at it and you understand that the level you have to hold yourself to, a lot of people are watching the game and they want to hear quality broadcast. Yeah, it's actually been pretty awesome. I mean, in the day and age that we're in, it does kind of suck that fans can't come and can't watch their kids or their family members play the way they used to be able to. But the fact that you and Brett sit there and, like you just said, 2.2 views on a like broadcast and stuff, that's awesome. And it clearly shows of how well our SID department finds y'all to help work those games. And just, I mean, it's not just a one-man team and all of you work together to keep the people happy. Yeah, and Danielle does a great job, again, on social media sharing all of it. We broadcast on YouTube. That was the most concurrent viewers we had was 2.2 thousand. Uh, that game itself had over 50,000 people tune in or 50,000 devices. So assuming that it wasn't just solo, probably anywhere about 60 to 70,000 people. Uh, Cam Verona on the sidelines with his videography skills had a clip go viral on Twitter. Last I looked, it was at 55,000 views posted by Danielle. He did some great camera work. Uh, the clip of Brett from another baseball game went viral on Twitter as well. There were people within the White Sox who are a professional MLB team. There were people within their organization uh, shouting him out, wanting him to come out to spring training. And really, it's just the, it's a testament to how well we do with social media that we're able to do stuff that actually does go viral on social media. Yeah, for sure. So, of course, talking about social media, how do you think that impacts the college recruitment side of things? Like, this stuff is going viral. How likely do you think it is that uh, high schoolers are looking at this stuff and they're like, wow, let me look into the school? In today's day and age, when everything has the opportunity to go viral and you have an opportunity to see it, it's really great for recruiting and clout. Because if you look at it, there's a lot of people. Again, 55,000 people is probably about two, I'd say about 25 times the amount of people attending Demarest. I believe our yeah. on-campus is about 2,000 people. So, I mean, the reach that that video has reaches well beyond the campus of Piedmont College and well beyond the borders of the neighboring towns. And it's really an impact. I mean, again, you've got pro players who are seeing some of the clips that we have go viral and a reach like that for a D3 program that can't offer scholarships or any kind of academic, or excuse me, they can't offer academic, but can't offer any athletic scholarships. Reach on social media to recruits is a big thing. You know, you show them, hey, you come here. We have a fantastic staff. We've got some great crew here that want to help you reach your goals. And while you're at it, all these people are going to see your successes. Yeah, I think that's pretty awesome. I mean, first of all, we do have athletes from really everywhere in the United States. But on top of that, as soon as that pro league team goes and see or shouts someone out, boom, like so many more people are going to see it in every little town out there. Someone's like, wow, D3, like who, what is this school? Who is this school? Because not a lot of people have heard of Piedmont, especially if you leave Georgia or leave the South, no one has really heard of Piedmont. So it's pretty cool to see. And I'm interested to see in the next few years what exactly happens with recruiting 
now that this stuff is blowing up on social media, how many more people will apply? And I guess how many more new buildings we got to build to keep up with the numbers we keep bringing in. Exactly. And with how recruiting is going now and not being able to bring recruits on campus to experience game days, being able to show them clips or have them tune into a broadcast and hear it professionally done with quality audio and quality tech and quality broadcasters, it kind of shows them the example of the standard that the department here wants to hold them to. We will be right back after this short break. Do you keep up with every inning, every shot, and every point scored by your favorite Lions legends? Well, tune in every Tuesday at 11 to hear Presley Field and the play-by-play voice of the Lions, Brett Loftus, discuss all things Piedmont College Athletics. Presley and Brett discuss the past, the present, and the future of sports here at Piedmont. So come on, Lions fans. We want you to join our pack on Tuesdays at 11, right here on Z98.7 FM, The Roar. Welcome back to Socially Sporty. I'm Brittany Gowen, your host. So on top of working with the social media and everything with Daniel, Davis, how did you personally get to Piedmont? So I found Piedmont College through baseball. Again, it was one of the schools on my list that I had planned on kind of looking into. Piedmont did offer me the opportunity to come here and play sports, but I started broadcasting in high school. I had a uh, high school teacher who had partnered with Georgia Public Broadcasting, he had wanted to create a program kind of like the what we have here in the Mass Comm Department, where we did everything from journalism to broadcast to television. And I fell in love with broadcasting junior year. I started doing uh, high school football and high school soccer. Senior year, we were lucky enough to partner with Georgia Bro- Public Broadcasting to do uh, Friday night high school football. And so really just from there, when I found Piedmont and they offered me the opportunity to play baseball as well as pursue something that I love to do, it was really just a shoe in for me. So you said you were going to come to Piedmont because of baseball. When you were looking at schools to find somewhere to play baseball, what brought you to actually look at Piedmont? Besides the major and everything, like athlete, on the athletic side, how did you find Piedmont? You know, I had to be realistic with myself and where I saw myself going. And so rather than attend these big baseball camps at some of these D1 schools, where I wouldn't necessarily stand out, I did decide to look into some smaller schools. And Piedmont's athletic website was very well done. I did take a peek at their social medias, and they actually had a showcase that lined up with a weekend that I was looking to attend. So when we came, we got to see the showcase. We'd seen videos of past showcases, uh, the beautiful facilities that Piedmont has here and loves to put on display. And that's how I actually ended up finding out about Piedmont. Yeah, speaking of the website, I really feel like Piedmont's uh, athletic website holds us to a certain standard of like broadcasting the games and everything because that website is the first thing people see when they click on whether it's to watch the game because like we said in the pandemic right now that's the only way people can watch is if they go online in the way that that website is set up and built it is so easy to access but it shows all of us as a community through all the pictures and the background pictures they have It's just so awesome to see everyone come together as a community. Yeah, especially looking at our website. Take a look at other teams in the conference. Look at LaGrange's website. Look at Covenant's website. Look at Methodist's website. None of them are as clean and crisp and well done as Piedmont's. Even look at the USA South websites. It looks ancient. It looks poorly built. It's hard to navigate. Piedmont has done a fantastic job of creating a dynamic website that not only captures your attention, but it's very simple to function through. 
Yeah, it's very, very clear to read. And, of course, like you scroll down and boom, right away you see, oh, here are the upcoming games. Here's how to watch them. Here's the live stats. And like you said, you've even worked doing stats for games. That is so crucial because the people that can't watch it but want to keep up with live stats, say it's a parent at work, they get to sit there and, like, our stats are so clean and crisp, especially compared to other schools in the conference because some schools it's like, well, I only played for five minutes. How did I have 30 ground balls or something? And it's like they're just not as well kept as our SID department is. And I really feel like that ends up just helping bring in the recruits and helps show that we also aren't one team biased. Like we aren't, oh, we only love men's soccer. Like, you know, some high schools, it's like football or nothing. But here, especially at our level, and we don't have football like some teams in our conference do, it's definitely important to show not favoritism to one sport, but to all the sports. And if you look at the website, it shows at least like two pictures each sport, and it's not like generalized towards one sport. Yeah, it's very important to show love to all of the sports here. And again, live stats is one of the most underrated things throughout the conference. It is very hard to do live stats. I think it's I think people would benefit from looking at because some people get upset sometimes when the live live stats are incorrect or they're not exactly up to date. I would encourage people to understand what really goes into running a live stat system. And it's actually a very complicated process. I'm very impressed that all three members of Danielle Percival's staff here are so are so clear, crisp and clean with live stats because it's not an easy system, especially for basketball, a constant running. You have to be able to type without looking down and know which key is going to enter which code to pop up. And so it's very impressive. There are schools that openly admit that they cannot do live stats and won't do it. For example, baseball went to Edgewood Edgewood this past weekend, and they did not have live stats. They had to wait until both games were over and go back and enter live stats and box score. Yeah, I remember our game last year at Oglethorpe for women's lacrosse. Our SID department, Chuck, who actually just got a new job somewhere else, he went to the game himself and helped them with live stats because Oglethorpe from Piedmont's maybe an hour and a half, give or take drive, depending on traffic. But he went down there himself to go and do the live stats because it's kind of crucial if you think about it with stats of, well, are you going to get first team all conference, second team, or are you going to make it at all? And just because it's an away game somewhere else, he wanted our stats because it is so close to Piedmont to be as accurate as they can be. And he helped set up the video cameras and everything for them to be able to even film the game because, of course, we go back the next day and we're going to watch that film. And not only do we need it up for the people to watch it on, like, live, but we need it to where we can go back and watch it ourselves. So I think that's, like, a huge impact of our SIDs, even on other SIDs, because we, like, he didn't have to drive to go see anyone. He didn't have to drive to help us out. But he went, and I think that is so crucial and shows what Piedmont is. Yeah, Piedmont sets a standard for what you expect out of professionalism. And again, Live Stats does make you look professional. Live Stats is a full-time job in the sporting industry. There are people who dedicate every, their whole job is to show up and do Live Stats at a sporting event. Yeah, and right now I'm not really playing lacrosse. And seeing some of the schools we go to and how they struggle with it, I'm just like, man, if only I could get off the sideline and actually go help them. Because sometimes it drives me nuts sitting there, and I'm like, wow, 
they don't know what they're doing, let me help them out a little bit. But, of course, I got to sit on the sidelines and cheer on my team instead and can't really show the bias when you're trying to help with stats and everything. But, I mean, I'm sure you feel the same way there, Davis. Well, of course. It's definitely disappointing when you know that you could be assisting or even doing a better job than some of the opposing schools to make things crisper and cleaner. So, on top of everything you've been doing with Danielle and wanting to help out in that department, what do you want to do? Because you say you graduate in uh, May along with me. What do you want to do after college? So after college, I've really looked into a couple different options. I've looked into going to graduate school to continue uh, perfecting my broadcast because in no way am I perfect on the mic and I still need some work. So I've looked into opportunities to going to other schools and working with their SID departments and their athletic communication department and continuing that. I've also looked into broadcast jobs and radio as well, anything to really keep me on the mic. The issue right now is with the sporting industry, obviously with Corona, a lot of layoffs occurred with no sports because, again, with no money coming in, you have no money to pay people with. And so a lot of layoffs have occurred. The sporting industry is not recovered. Uh, even today, the White Sox announced that they're only going to be at 20% capacity for opening day out in Chicago, which is significantly less. That's an 80% revenue cut from a regular MLB season, which means there's not going to be many jobs to look for. So it's a really rough market right now and a lot of uncertainty in my future. Yeah, it's definitely crucial. Like you said, the whole 20% thing and the whole 80% cut, it is definitely crucial for us right now to try to find jobs in what we want to do. And like you said, you want to be behind the mic and stuff. And 100%, I agree with you there. You definitely deserve to be behind a mic somewhere doing something. But it is so hard in our industry today to find something just because of the way the world is with sports right now. Yeah, you really just have to be patient and accept that with the current state of the world, it will take a minute to recover. Everyone wants to talk about returning to normal. And I think we're on our way there. But the industry losses, losses in an industry that require so much money and so much revenue can't be recovered in one good year. These losses are going to have effects on our industry for the next five to 10 years as the whole sporting industry is seen. And it's going to take a minute to recover. So you just have to understand where the world is at, where your skills are at, and what you want to do with your future. For sure. I 100% agree with you there, Davis. So thank you for joining me today on Socially Sporty. Once again, that was Davis Barlow, a senior sports communications major at Piedmont College. Thanks for tuning in with us on Socially Sporty. Tune in again to catch episode two with a new guest speaker. I'm Brittany Gowen, and I'll see you next time on Socially Sporty.